This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. Welcome back, everyone, to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten. And I have been interviewing collegiate coaches and riders and uh, organizations and also affiliated uh, people and and groups. So today I'm back uh, interviewing a coach. So I'd like to introduce Kate McComas, who is a uh, hunter jumper trainer and a licensed vet tech in Southern California. She's a graduate of the University of California, San Diego, and rode in the IHSA. She's the child of two professional horsemen, so that's interesting. I haven't had that yet, I don't think. And so she began riding at a young age. Um, In addition to running her own business, she's been the IHSA coach for the Cal State Poly... uh, Polytechnic, sorry. I always just call it Cal Poly. So, um, University of Pomona since 2015. So welcome, Kate, to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Sally. This is exciting to get to know people in the collegiate equestrian community. So let's let's start with you, because I'm intrigued by growing up with two professional uh, parents. I I know my own children had this with just one professional parent, but I'd love to hear uh, all about when you started riding and and did you live on a farm or ranch and and tell me everything about not only um, that, but then also go into your collegiate search and all that stuff. So um, I did grow up with two professional horsemen as parents. My mom rode hunters and jumpers professionally and worked for a sale barn um, in Orange County. And then my dad actually is from Colorado and my dad is a pro rodeo team roper. And um, wow, oh. <laughs> so the, the, the two worlds meet, huh? Yeah, yeah. And my dad is also a farrier. So um, he's been my farrier my whole life. And oh. um, yeah, it's, it's been fun. And, and so I've, I've had the, the luxury of having two very unique perspectives on the horse industry. Um, growing up, I did ride primarily English. Um, my background is in equitation. And then um, my dad did make me throw a rope and say, <laughs> get, get on and throw a rope and know how to do it. Um, also, I, I have to say, I credit my dad for um, being able to sort of help me navigate through college riding when it came to riding rainers and horsemanship horses because my background is is so like deeply rooted in hunters and jumpers and equitation uh when it came time to ride for my college team I was like oh no I don't think I've ever properly done a reining pattern and my dad was like it's okay we know people so you know it I, I would have to say by the time I made it to college and I rode for UC San Diego for four years um I started in the open division for both hunt seat and Western. Right. Um, and 
uh, I had a very strong background in equitation and metals, and, and that's primarily what I showed in as a junior. And then um, I did show open reining and open horsemanship. When I was in college, the, the rules and the things were a little bit different as far as how how you get put into different um, divisions. I obviously coming from having that hunter jumper background was placed into open simply because I had done so much riding um, on a rated circuit, but also uh, they needed a Western rider and they were like, Hey, you there look pretty good in a Western saddle. So I was lucky enough to show both disciplines <laughs> um, in college and my parents, I have to say, I, I felt very fortunate to have parents who supported my riding through my junior career, through college as an amateur and a professional, because I know that's something that, that not all college age kids get to have is parents who say, yeah, yeah, keep riding. We'll send some horses to college with you. We'll support you through this. Like keep showing, you know, there, there was a lot of times in college where I had, my personal horses at one show and, you know, ran to an IHSA show to show for my team because I was just absolutely enamored by being part of a team in college, which is not something that I got to do in high school. So by the time I did get to college and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm sad. I'm alone. I don't know anybody. And then this group of people came in and they were like, well, we all like horses too. And we want to ride and we can all ride together. I think that was like one of the best experiences I ever had as far as colleges, finding like-minded people and, and being able to be part of something like the IHSA in college. So it, it set me up really well. And I'm lucky to have parents that supported that. It's, a little bit why I wanted to get into coaching in the first place is because I had experiences with friends in college whose parents didn't support their writing and being able to sort of give back to a group of people who might not get the ability to ride with a trainer or ride with a coach affordably um, is something that I wanted to provide in hooking up with Cal Poly Pomona. So uh, for me, Cal Poly was a really great excuse to sort of give back and go, let me see if I can support kids the way that I was supported by my parents. Okay. So, so go back a little bit. So, so you, did you grow up on your, like, did your mom have a hunter jumper facility? Did they have <laughs> both? Tell, tell me more about that actual place where you lived and did it have his Western business also like, tell me more. Yeah. About that. So my, um, my, the ranch where I grew up was a very like a petite ranch. My dad's rope horses were all there. Um, and then my mom be, had her warm bloods and stuff at a training facility. Um, so I was able to learn a little bit about the horsemanship, about having horses at home and taking care of horses at home. Those were my dad's horses. And then my going to an actual training facility, how to be on your best behavior around professionals and um, get the experience of, of being in sort of a training situation. So I, I feel like I got a sort of well-rounded education in go outside and clean your own stalls and then also show up right. to a training barn and, and be able to ride with my my mom, um, you know, and I did have experiences where I had a really great little children's hunter that my dad also borrowed to ride in the NFR in Las Vegas. So she's one of the few wait, horses. Wait, in what's, a, that, what's the <laughs> NFR? The National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas. Wait. So it's... <laughs> So my dad borrowed my dad borrowed my children's hunter to rope on at the NFR in Las Vegas. 
Oh, you really have to explain that. How does that <laughs> so my, work? So my dad is a healer um, and a, a professional team roper. He's a healer. And uh, I had one of my, my horses was a little quarter horse mare that. Um, oh, okay. That, that, that makes a little more sense. Yep. Okay. Yep. And okay. he, he had roped on her occasionally and I kind of stole her and said, yeah, but she's a really cute hunter. I and got so it. I rode her both at in the hunters and my dad occasionally stole her from me and was like, Hey, I got to qualify for something or I've got a big rodeo coming up. I'm going <laughs> to steal your hunter. So, you know, you just never know where people, people's backgrounds just kind of clash in really interesting ways. Yeah. And I was, I was lucky enough to grow up with a very diverse equestrian, you know, realm of, of right. Western riding and English riding. So, um, right. I just ten, tended to, to go more towards the hunt seat aspect. And, and, um, by the time I was a junior was, was very successfully riding in the medals and the equitation. And that's still like my big, my biggest passion is equitation. So, okay. Well, that, and it makes more sense that it was a quarter horse. I was thinking yeah. of a big, of a big warm blood and I'm like, um, <laughs> explain, please. This makes yeah, no sense. In, ex- <laughs> no, no, definitely. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, um, that before, before we start talking about Cal Poly, talk about your collegiate search and how important a riding team was and what you majored in and all that kind of stuff and how you how you chose where you went. Oh boy. So here's what happened. I said, I don't think I want to leave home. I think I'd like to stay with my horses and my mommy. And I I don't want to go, I don't want to go to college and I don't want to do anything, but just ride horses and hide from people. And my mom was my, my mom has a master's degree in counseling and history and worked, um, for a school district for a long time. And she was an AP us government and econ teacher. She did AP us history. So there was no way that she was going to let me hide at home with my horses and not go to college. So we kind of got in this battle of, well, well, where do I have to go? And luckily I had good grades. Um, I was a good studier and I kind of said, all right, it seems like a UC school would be good for me. Um, and they offer all sorts of interesting majors. And my mom said, you know, pick a major. I don't care which one. So naturally I was like, great, I'm going to be, uh, an archeology span major. So when I grow up, (laughs) I can be, I can be Indiana Jones. I can ride horses. I can look for lost horseshoes in the arena. I can do all of the, you know, so basically she's like, fine, go to school, be Indiana Jones. I don't care. Just go do it. Um, so I, I started looking at schools and to tell you the truth, I took a couple of tours and UC San Diego is a very large campus. It consists Mm -hmm. of six different colleges. It's humongous, but I have to say I was utterly charmed. I was charmed by the tour guide. I enjoyed the tour. Um, I met up with one of the girls who was on the equestrian team. Um, and I thought, you know what, the vibe here, the people here, it is such Mm -hmm. a lovely environment that this seems like a place where I might be able to thrive. And my mom also maybe bribed me with sending some horses with me too. Um, so that was nice. Um, but I, I did, I did hook up immediately with, with the equestrian team. And I have to say it made all the difference because 
being a part of the team, and I'd mentioned this earlier, finding a group of people who liked the same things that I liked, who valued horses and valued the companionship and, you know, the workmanship of riding horses. It was, that really is what helped me find UC San Diego as the place that I wanted to go to college. You know, not only that, but they were very open about, you know, we go to horse shows. This is what we do. We have a lot, you know, we have this team, we're trying to promote it. And I really liked being the thought of being part of something, you know, and, and the captains at the time were wonderful, inclusive, and just, that's mostly, you know, a lot of universities don't go out of their way to say, oh, and we have a riding program, right. you know, so you kind of have to do a little bit of digging. And I was lucky enough that that of my top schools, UC San Diego was the one that had the most interesting looking riding program. OK, OK, nice. And in, in high school, I didn't have trainers that promoted college riding. So yeah, so I didn't, I didn't even know what IHSA was until I got to school. And, but this was, you know, this was back in 2001. um, And, you know, 2001, 2002, where someone had to explain to me, oh, this is IHSA, this is what it's doing. So one of the takeaways from that is now as somebody who teaches high school age children, um, I promote that a lot. Go do your research. What do you like? What do you want to ride? Do you want to ride IHSA? Do you want to ride NCAA? Like what, what kind of riding do you want to do? And we'll make the most out of your junior career so that you can kind of step into the shoes that you want to be walking in in college. You know, I wish I had somebody that had done that for me, but I had a great time no matter what, like the rules were a lot different back then. And it was a little bit more flexible on how you could participate in the IHSA and, and your school club. So um, I I was just kind of lucky to fall into it. Right. And wouldn't it be great for all the, the current high school riders, if they all had a trainer, who was yeah. as you know takes the yeah. time to explain and and has a handle on that too. Yeah, so a couple a couple years ago um I offered to some of my trainer friends here in Southern California um that that weren't overly familiar with IHSA and and schools that had IHSA programs or club programs or whatever kind of programs they had um that I would come to their barn and give a little presentation, right. a Q and a to their high school students. And, nice. you know, I had a couple of trainers take me up on that. And I was so pleasantly surprised to see not only did their clients show up, the client's parents showed up, you know, right. and it was like, Hey, do you have questions? Let me, let me give you a rundown of what it's like to ride in college, what right. you need to ride in college. And then if you have questions, let me help point you in the right direction. Yeah. I, I do that a lot when I teach clinics, I'll do a lunchtime Q and a, or, uh, even if like, if I'm there for two days, uh, um, after the first day, you know what, they'll have a cookout or whatever. And I'll just talk about riding in college and then answer any questions. So that's great. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So let's switch to Cal Poly. So, um, how did, how did you end up there or how did you end up coaching their team? So this is a bit of a funny story is that I had a client who um, had horses in training with me here in Temecula go to Cal Poly Pomona. She showed successfully for a couple of years. And one summer she came home and she was like, listen, this IHSA thing is terrifying. 
Did you know? And she tried, she, she tried to tell me, did you know you have to draw a horse out of a hat and ride it? And I was like, Oh honey, you know? And I said, what, what, what's, what's going on? And she said, I have, I have serious anxiety about getting on these horses. I don't know. I just can't kick it. And Mm -hmm. I said, well, let's spend the summer learning how to read horses. Because really when you catch ride, catch riding is an art with these kids who ride in college, they're not getting trained on, they're not training horses. They're training for the art of how to read horses and catch ride them successfully. So we spent the summer doing that. And when she went back to school, um, her coach at Cal Poly at the time, Jen Earls, yeah. Uh, who was actually who was actually a coach when I was showing at, at UC San Diego. Yeah. Um, Jen called me up and said, hey, Shannon is doing really well. And would you be interested in coming to do a clinic? I'm kind of on my way out of Cal Poly and I need to sort of have some ideas of what these oh. kids need. So do you think you could come do a clinic here? And I was like, I would love to. So I did a little clinic with about 10 girls. And I said, the theme of this clinic is I am not your trainer. You know, uh, we're not training these horses. We are going to learn how to ride them in a split second. And uh, it was super fun. We had a great time. I enjoyed myself tremendously. Um, Teaching for me is really entertaining. So uh, I had a great time. And the next day, Jen called me and she's like, hey, what are you doing over the weekend? (laughs) And I said, oh, I'm I'm actually I don't have any plans. I didn't have any horse shows on the books. I was kind of hanging out and just training my own horses and clients. And she said, "Um, great. Can I send the kids with you to Arizona? And I was like, as in take a team full of people I don't know to Arizona. She's like, don't worry, they'll drive. And I was like, oh my gosh. So we went to Arizona. We had a massively successful horse show for the first time in a long time for Cal Poly. Um, I think we were champion and reserve champion team, the very first out the gate. Um, I had kids who were a little bit touchy about riding with somebody new at a horse show, but trusted the process and all came out really, really well. And that's when Jen connected with me afterwards and said, hey, how would you like to start making some guest appearances as a a coach on a regular basis? Now, one of the interesting things about Cal Poly is that a coach is a voluntary position. So, yes. So it goes back a little bit to my love of giving back to a community in any way possible. And this was sort of my in to go, yes, this is the thing that I think I would really like to do is step in and help these kids on the regular. So the way that Cal Poly's system, uh, equestrian team system is set up is that it is student run. They're meaning they are on campus, they organize themselves, they lease horses from the equestrian community to bring onto campus for their little Hmm. riding club. Hmm. Um, And then this is a bit horrifying. Get ready. They teach themselves. Oh, Yes. And we all know how we feel about junior and amateur riding riders giving each other lessons. So I kind of stepped in and I was like, okay, we've got a good, you know, a a good coach on her way out. We've got a couple advisors who are there just in case, you know, anything hits the fan. And now we need a coach who will step in and go, okay, let's make this the safest team possible. 
um, for me being a volunteer. So what we ended up doing was saying, okay, I'm going to come in on Mondays, which happened to be the day off for my business. I'm going to come in and I'm going to teach a handful of lessons on as many horses as we can wrangle up. And then I'm going to set you off with homework for the rest of the week. Um, and, and that's kind of how we ran it for several, several years, which is, you know, I come in, I teach the captains, I kind of improve on people's, you know, perspectives and skills for catch riding. I give people homework to do, and then I meet them at the horse shows. Got it. And so actually it ended up working pretty well because I, my, success rate for sending a representative from Cal Poly Pomona to nationals nearly every year that I've been coaching has been very high. Oh, nice. So I, I, I think that even though it sounds a little sketchy, like, oh my God, you just set these children free on horses and you trust them to do the right thing. I'd like to think that we created a little system of safety and boundaries and guidelines that sort of set these kids up for the best possible way. Now, imagine if they had a full-time coach. Imagine if they had somebody there that cared about their forward progress as a team on a daily basis. I mean, shoot, you could have the whole team going to nationals at that point, but you know, you kind of have to work, you have to work within what's available. The director of the Kellogg Arabian Horse Center, which is the horse center located at Cal Poly Pomona, has a job that doesn't involve being particularly involved with the IHSA team. So it's kind of like, hey guys, don't do anything weird. I'll be over here running the horse center. Um, And that's a little bit what I stepped in into is how do I keep these kids moving forward, being successful and also being safe? Because one of the biggest things for me was, oh my gosh, we've got kids teaching kids. Yeah. And, uh, and as a trainer on the regular, that's a little bit of a horrifying thought for me, but you know what, right. we did the best we could. And so far, you know, minus our two year gap of COVID, which I feel like is the thing that, that sort of rocked everyone's boat. Uh, these kids really have tried so hard to run an efficient program, you know, with just advisors and sort of a volunteer coach. Right. So um, I have actually been to the Cal Poly, to the the Arabian, what's it called? Kellogg? It's called the Kellogg Arabian Horse Center. Kellogg yeah. like the cereal. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been there back when I was uh, going to be national steward. I did a little steward tour and that was, that was one of them. We picked up, we, um, they picked me up and we took some, loaded up some horses from there and took them to a, a show, uh, you know, an IHSA show. But what um, is it? How many stalls and and what else goes on there? And do you have a covered arena? Just talk about the horse center. So the the Kellogg Arabian Horse Center is a beautiful facility. Um, it com- is comprised of a uh, sort of a show grandstand arena, which is petite, but good enough to do demonstrations in Um, Mm -hmm. a little arena off to the side, and then a big barn that houses the Kellogg Arabians, which is a breeding program that they have there. Um, It's surrounded by some green pastures. And um, then when I started as coach, 
the team had been sort of relegated to these set of maybe eight or nine ramshackle pipe stalls stuffed in the corner of the property. Mm -hmm. And the team and the center managed to get together enough money to build them a very nice pipe stall barn and Mm -hmm. also a little arena of their own. So there is now a designated IHSA barn that the kids can rent stalls from the center to put their leased horses in and then they have their own arena. So uh, let's, let's talk about, um, fees and and what it's sounding like the students pay all their own entry fees and this is where it gets interesting is that the Cal Poly school has given the team a lot of money oh and yes I know and and you think oh my gosh how could this be because all all signs point to the contrary that these kids are going to have to like scrape and scrounge for money but they don't They have a very healthy budget that allows the team to subsidize a lot of the equestrian um, riding lessons showing part of of the game. And I have always found that to be the most interesting part about coaching for Cal Poly is the fact that these kids actually have a lot of money to work with. They're given enough money to lease horses for an entire academic year, pay their board, pay their vet bills, go to horse shows, pay their hauling, pay a coach. You know, it's just, it's amazing to me that on the one hand, you have a school that just says, here is the income to do the things that you want to do, but that's it. Like right. you're going to have to sort all the rest of it on your own. Right. Um, right. I know at one point a, a, a year or two into having my, my relationship with Cal Poly, I had said, Hey, I have a tractor guy that'll come in and re-level this arena. Let's re-level it. Let's um, work with what the natural footing that's already here. We'll get a system in. And I, let me tell you, it was like pulling teeth to try to get somebody in there with a tractor to level the arena. And you think, how is it possible that you can have this huge budget for kids to be able to be successful and show and ride? And yet the background of it is so undersupported. So that the the kids actually, um, I know that when I go to teach lessons, Cal Poly subsidizes my cost. So the kids will pay a very marginal out of pocket expense for lessons, which I think is awesome. Um, because when I was in college, I remember my roommate got up at like, you know, five o'clock in the morning to clean stalls in order to pay for her lessons. And I always thought if there's a way for me to give back to people that I can make the cost of lessons low enough that more people can ride on the day that I'm there, I'm going to do it. Um, so that's nice for Cal Poly too. They cover the cost of travel. Um, when I saw you last in person, it was at the IHSA nationals this year. And I think I regaled you with a harrowing story of my rider getting a last minute call the day before of, do you want to go to nationals? And I fully credit how the team advisors that are on campus this year, we have two tremendous advisors that have really been in the kids courts to going to bat for this kid to make it to nationals. And that's the type of thing that sort of regains my faith a little bit in the program, because this year, I think they were so supported on the ground there that they were, you know, this kid was able to 
fly 10 different flights and we managed to make it to nationals by the skin of our teeth. And it was, it was exciting and it was fun and it was all the things. But I think the reason why we were able to do that was because of the advisors that the kids had this year, which is surprising coming off a COVID year, you know, you've got, and and these advisors aren't always people who have horse experience, which is amazing to me that, that the administrators who have no idea what we're talking about are still going to bat for these kids, which is great. Well, that's great. And for our listeners who may not know what she's talking about is that zones, the top two riders as individuals make it to nationals. And if, if one of those two is unable, and in this case at the last minute, even to not make it, then, then the, the spot is offered to whoever placed third or even sometimes they'll even go down further. So that that's what Kate is talking about. And her rider got to compete in, in the class. And how did, how did she do? She was ninth. She did a great job. And I, I couldn't have asked her to do better because, you know, we came off of, of, you know, 24 hours of no sleep, five flights to get there, a two hour Uber drive with a really nice guy who let us take naps on the way. You know, we're trying <laughs> trying to be excited about going to the East coast and seeing things that she's never seen before on the East coast. And and at the same time, you know, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake till you get on the horse, you know? And it was, (laughs) it was really, um, it was very exciting. It was fun. And I have to say the, the kid that I brought to nationals, um, was, uh, my captain for this year. And she has absolutely been one of the best captains I've ever worked with. She is a strong rider. She sets good examples for the team. She has a good horse background. So traveling with her and try to like pulling out all the stops was an easy decision to make because she's a great student. She's pre-med she's pre-med. So she's graduating this year, going to med school and we're, we're all real proud of her. That's great. So Kate, we're, our time is kind of um, winding down here, but I always ask everyone, what do you like to do in any off time that you have? So what do you like to do besides horses? Um, I like to take naps. <laughs> That's yeah. a first. That's a first. <laughs> yeah. For an no. Um, so I actually, I, I am a total workaholic. I have a full training barn here. I try to give Cal Poly as much time as possible. And I love to ride. I know that that sounds cliche, but even I have a day off. Sometimes I'll come down, throw a bareback pad on one of my jumpers and go for a ride. It really, it's, it's in my bones. And, you know, if I, I love to travel, I love to travel. I've been fortunate enough to have a family that likes to travel. So traveling is great. Um, taking naps is also great. Um, and honestly, riding, riding is the thing that I love the best. Okay. Well, thank you, Kate, for the entertaining uh, podcast interview and for telling us about you and Cal Poly. Thank you so much for having me. And, and I I really would encourage anyone who has access to high school kids that ride to reach out to somebody you know who does anything collegiate uh, just to keep kids interested. There aren't going to be any professionals in this industry if we don't support kids at a young age and encourage them to step out of their comfort zone, try something new, ride in college. And our, our future of this sport depends on people giving back a little bit to the younger generation and saying, you know, keep them interested. 
keep them interested. So I appreciate your podcast. Thank you for getting the word out about collegiate equestrian teams and all the things that go along with it. Cause thank you for your efforts. Want to ride like a varsity athlete? Sally Batten's book, The Athletic Equestrian, is now available to order. Whether competing in the show ring or riding at home on the trail, every rider wants to be more secure and balanced in the saddle and effective with their aids. This innovative guide uses highly effective exercises honed over Coach Sally's 35-year coaching career to develop your athleticism on horseback. This proven rider training system will sharpen position and vastly improve your skills in the saddle. Order now at www.athleticequestrian.com. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata, and the music is by Kitcher.